guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's It's a very rainy day over here in Tennessee. Oh, it is? It's really hard to wake up on rainy days. Right. You just want to like stay in bed, cuddle in your blankets, just like. Yes. yes. And the cl- I finally like changed my sheets. Oh, so they're like <laughs> nice they're, and clean. Nothing, yes. nothing is better than like fresh, clean sheets. Oh my gosh. I know. Oh my Falling gosh, Jade, I mowed my lawn. I did it. You did it. How'd it I go? did it. It was great. I mean, okay, so I couldn't get the weed whacker to work. That I tried, I started with that, and then I was like, okay, this is not going well. So then I just pulled a bunch of weeds, and then I went for the mower. And but and it took me a while to kind of figure out what I was doing. I was trying to figure out how fast it needed to go and how slow. And then for a while, I was pushing too hard. I don't know. But it was great. I understand now why people like doing it because... Like you don't think about any other thing besides like the straight lines in front of you. Like, yeah. I don't know. It is a sort of <laughs> meditation, you know? It's like one of those. Just like a zen, a zen yeah, garden. Yeah, like one of those zen. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, I felt yeah. like that. I felt pretty zen <laughs> while doing it. And then like I turned around and looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, this looks so good except for all the weeds. So now I'm trying to figure the, out the weed situation. I got to kill the weeds. Then I got to get grass seed. I've been asking so many questions. I've been YouTubing so many things lately. <laughs> You're going to be a lawn connoisseur. Uh, You know, I'm trying. But uh, they say that like if you just lay down, there's all sorts of, someone's going to be listening to this and be like, you also need topsoil, but there's a debate on that. Um, But (laughs) some people say you just like lay down grass seed and then you put straw on top of it because it keeps in the moisture to the seed and it also keeps the birds from coming down and eating your grass seed. interesting interesting also i'm doing i'm starting my i planted flowers i think i said that and then i'm starting my garden in like two weeks but uh some of my flowers are not doing well in the front yard right now so i also read that if you put a banana peel in water overnight it becomes banana peel tea and it provides i don't know something nitrogen something to the water and it's supposed to be like really good for your plants so i'm trying that too this is my new life. <laughs> I will have to try that. I love gardening too. No, I, this is how you can tell that we're like in our thirties. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh my gosh. And like very like more of a settled life. Cause we're, yes. gardening gives me life. I go out and I spend about 30 to 45 minutes while the kids play on the play on their little like swing set playground every morning. And I, and I garden. I it's like, so nice. I have do you put to do eggshells in your garden. No. So we have a raised bed um, mm. garden and then I have a hydroponic garden. And then Wait, what does we, that mean? So it it's soilless. So it's oh. it it's just it's put in water essentially. It's oh, like a, I saw that on a, that's so weird. I saw on that a time, on like Facebook or something today. On a timer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. It's really cool because um, What does that grow? Mostly just um, water loving plants, um, ve- oh, okay. so ve- vegetables, so lettuces, berries, um, okay. cu- cucumbers, peas. So I have one of those and I want to make more cause I'm obsessed with them, but it, re- it uses 25% less water and, um, it grows 25% faster. So you produce, oh, you can cool. produce more faster but their whole like thing is about like sustainability and being able to teach people how to grow their own food. So people who yeah. have food insecurity, 
you know, are able to kind of like take that power and grow their own foods. And, and once you learn how and how to do it and like how to like even take the seeds from your own vegetables you grow and make seedlings and then like you're yeah. essentially, essentially like what you're starting is like s- sustainability and a way to grow food is so much cheaper and healthier, like organic, yeah, for fresh sure. vegetables right off the stock or stem or whatever is insanely the difference in taste i cannot even describe to you the, the tomatoes la- taste so oh different god. to me yes oh my god it's we're like, growing tomatoes what yeah. i know tomatoes are so good our lettuce did good last year what else did okay our tomatoes did okay but then i like replanted more tomatoes and those did so bad um i don't know i'm trying new things you know there's like there's also like vegetables you're supposed to like grow together and there's vegetables that are like against each other like all of these things I'm in this like Tennessee gardeners group and now I'm in a raised bed group as well but this yeah I'm in my 30s late 30s hey welcome welcome to the gardener group everybody's so good at it though it's really fun to just like watch what people are growing and what people are doing and all these new techniques and all these things you should follow epic gardening on instagram because it's this it's this guy who does essentially like a urban homestead so his whole front yard and backyard is just a garden and he raises all this food all this produce and he has the best tips like the best tips like things i wouldn't even things i wouldn't even think about like he i watched this video this morning that said that if you're strawberries are um blooming flowers before june that you should trim them because then the the result would be better so i trimmed all my strawberries this morning oh even though God. it was really look sad. at us look <laughs> at us teaching our kids how to grow things man yeah. we're really we're being good moms we're good moms today <laughs> <laughs> i am excited though i do feel like it's fun to teach how to man manage their food choices differently and by going out in the garden and pulling off a strawberry they actually will want to do that over like go grab a bag of chips because it's it ends up being like more exciting and then their food choices are better yeah I agree and plus I think it's just good children need to be outside more than I yes children are yeah for sure so it's a great way to like connect with nature connect with your kids like teach them how to grow their own food and uh, yeah, I think it's just like a really healthy thing in general. But um, speaking of food, we are going to talk to two dietitians who are here to tell us all the things about eating for mothers and for our kids. So let's take a break. And then when we get back, we'll, we'll chat with them. So we're so excited. We are back. We are about to have our guests on Vanessa Rossetto and Tamar Samuels. We're going to be talking about resetting how we think about nutrition um, for ourselves and our children. They are the women behind Kalina Health, which they will be also discussing with us. We are so excited to have them on. So welcome, Vanessa and Tamar. Hello, ladies. Welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for having us. Hi, thanks for having us. So we were actually just talking about uh, our new relationship with food because we are like gardeners now. Well, Jade's way better at it than I am. But (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I think one thing that's exciting is that we're kind of through gardening and eating more organic and more whole foods, teaching our kids to do that. But... I feel like in America, it's so hard 
because kids just don't eat well. Moms don't eat well. You know, we're picking stuff off the kids' plates, trying to, you know, just like get on with life. How do we feed our children better? How do we power ourselves? How do we fuel ourselves in this Americana world that we live in? Right, especially when you feel like the world moves so fast and we don't have time, so we just rely a lot on convenience, Yeah, which is highly processed foods. But, okay, so here's the thing, right? When you're a mom, you're basically, like, also a new mom or, like, the kid is, like, zero to five. You're just hanging on. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're just for like sure. Survival mode. Survival. You're like, yeah, can, absolutely. You just, can you just drink water and sleep and sleep? Please just sleep. <laughs> I, <laughs> just, I, I just, sleep. just sleep. I don't really. And, you know, we as parents are like, oh, my God. My kid is just constantly grazing or, oh my gosh, my kid isn't doing this. And so like, there's going to be some sort of like defect or deficit. And so I can assure everyone that this is America and we over fortify all of our stuff. So if your kid is eating anything like quote unquote processed or like whole grain or whatever, they probably added some extra fiber. They probably added protein where it doesn't belong. So like you don't necessarily have to worry about that. And even if you yourself have issues with food, which like most people do, everyone's relationship with food is complex and everybody has to eat. Um, Not necessarily that you have a eating disorder but you just have like beliefs and how were you raised were you did were you food compromised did your mother Mm -hmm. restrict did your mother put you on a diet when you were 13 there's like all of this stuff behind you but if you can try to remember these simple things your kid is not going to go hungry if you have food in your house if you have the means to provide your child with food then it's going to be fine your kid is going to grow up to be smart and perfect and not have a pacifier when he or she goes to college. I swear. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You, they will also not be in diapers either. I promise they'll get out of the diapers by the time they go to pre-K, whatever. And you just have to provide the food that the child deems safe and also the food that you would want the child to eat. It's called eating competence. It's somebody named Ellen Satter, who was a mental health professional and a dietitian. She Her book is Feeding Families. I talk about this book all the time. And it has great strategies, which are don't hide the food. Your kid's going to find the vegetables hidden somewhere. Sometimes you do have to be forceful. Like, I'm forceful with my kids. What are the vegetables that you like? Let's chop those vegetables up on Sunday. And you have to put them on your plate at lunch and at dinner. There is no negotiation here. But Mm -hmm. the more that you give your kids access to food, whatever food it is, you don't attach morality to something, the less, like, charge there is around it, the better they behave. So meaning, sometimes my kids are like, hey, can I have chips for a snack? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And sometimes they ask for chips and I'm like, actually, can you please go get a piece of fruit? Thanks. Mm. Yeah. And and it's not like chips are bad for you or or whatever, or fruit is better. It's like, no, just eat the fruit. Yeah. And they do it. So I think if we just sort of scale it back, give ourselves a little bit of grace and like not stress out about the little things that are definitely going to be fixed, we're going to do better. So my daughter loves like raw vegetables. She just, she actually doesn't really like cooked vegetables, but she would eat them like all day long. But my son, who's two and a half, doesn't even want to touch him. I hand him a cucumber, a carrot, and he's like, oh, you know, and so it's so hard to get him to. He loves fruit. He would eat it all day long, but it's so hard to get him to eat a vegetable. Like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> 
just keep offering the vegetables. Just keep, keep offering. offering. Yeah. They say upwards of 15 different, offering the same food 15 different times, especially during the toddler um, mm-hmm. age period, can be really helpful because it's a, it's a survival mechanism for them to not want foods that are um, bitter, not particularly sweet, right? So you just mm-hmm. have to keep offering the same food over and over again. Um, my daughter is one, so I haven't been there yet. So it's easier for me to <laughs> say what you're supposed to do and not actually well, experience it myself. <laughs> well, to Tamar's point, uh, kids' uh, taste buds are make them taste things and it feels that everything tastes bitter to them. So mm, like, we got you got to give them a break. <laughs> also, yeah. like... I don't want to eat the same thing every day. So maybe they don't want to either. Or maybe they just don't like something. Like, I don't, yeah. I have preferences. So like, right. it's okay. Yeah, sure. And like a two-year-old, a little, little different, right? So is he eating fruit? So he's getting fiber. And like, is he eating other varied things? Maybe you want to offer him like bell peppers because that's like sweeter, mm-hmm. you know, and you yeah. can just like keep offering different things. Maybe he'll do okay with cucumber because it's just tastes like water. And maybe you can have like cucumber and watermelons next to each other because mm-hmm. they kind of feel like the same kind of texture a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And then, then you'll just like normalize that one vegetable and that's what he'll eat. But like, I mean... I didn't like vegetables till like last week. (laughs) (laughs) I think also modeling can be helpful too. Like my daughter, I'll make her dinner and sit with her. But if Mm. I'm not eating with her, she's like, I don't want to eat alone. Like what is up with you people? (laughs) I'm not going to like sit here and eat alone, you know? So eating with your children can be really helpful in letting them know like, this is a safe food. This is something that we enjoy as a family. You can experiment. Look, I'm going to try this too. Now you taste, right? Like, mm, So being yeah. really engaged with like the eating process with your kids, I think can be really helpful. What about dessert? So if you're offering, because like this, <laughs> for example, my husband, as he always says, like, you can have dessert after you eat so much of this. Um, how do you teach kids to have a healthy relationship with foods that maybe um, like, like dessert? We want to just change the language. So you can always have dessert in my house. My, there's like candy jars and all the things. Um, but if you, if you eat your, if you have your dinner in front of you and you don't eat it, because you're like, I'm not hungry anymore. And then you go for cookies. I mean, like, well, actually, you can't have those cookies because you you said you weren't hungry. Right. Like, you need to be eating the food that I'm providing for you because that food is the main meal. So you said you weren't hungry. So we're we're not having that. Sorry. <laughs> I just tried to explain that to my two-year-old the other day. Yeah. No, you said you weren't hungry. Yeah. But now you're hungry for a cookie? Nope. You said you weren't hungry. Right. Like, oh, the cookie, though. Yeah. yeah. And so obviously as they get older, it gets easier. They like, yeah. they get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you got to eat the food that's on your plate. But not, um, not oh, you, you do this and then get that. My kids ask me to do everything because I'm mean and I run a very tight ship. And, I, <laughs> and so they're just like. Vanessa and I have opposite. Where she's, yeah. I'm, she's salty. I'm sweet. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so my, my kids are like, dude, we don't know. Like, we better ask her or she, she might burn the whole house down. So they ask. They ask. They'll be like, can we have dessert? And I'm like, we're just not having. No one's having dessert today. So that's not on the table. And they're like, ugh. I knew you're such a shrew. Meanwhile, they had <laughs> they had dessert like every day for like 15 days probably. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, it's it's not if you do this, then you can have this. It's 
you didn't eat all that. You didn't eat your dinner. You said you weren't hungry. So if you're not hungry for food, you're not hungry for dessert. And I think having conversations about nutrition with children, again, this is all theoretical because my child can't speak yet, but um, when they're able to speak, having conversations with them about nutrition, right? Like, how do you feel when you have sweets? Um, This is why we're eating, you know, Mm. vegetables. Being really transparent about, again, taking it away from this is good and this is bad and just giving Mm -hmm. them the facts, right? This is why vegetables are important. (laughs) This is why desserts um, can be challenging when you know you're trying to go to school because it doesn't give you proper energy right so Mm -hmm. like really speaking with your children candidly about nutrition taking away the morality as part of that conversation i want to shift the focus a little bit to uh mom nutrition because i feel like we're all i just feel like running on empty all the time i'm sure most people out there like yes i feel like i'm what what can we do for ourselves um like even just start the day I know most people just go and have like a ton of coffee and like everybody just kind of does this repetitive day I think it's really important for us to focus on the basics as moms because you're gonna be tired like Vanessa was saying zero to five is just fatigue and then (laughs) add working and all the things to that um so really focus on on the foundations number one thing that people do wrong is skip meals um Mm. if you're not eating three solid meals, one to two snacks. Each meal has a sort a good source of protein and maybe some produce in there. Then it's going to be really hard for you to feel energized and like cognitively will be difficult for you to perform. And it impacts your mood too. If your blood sugar is low, then not only are you fatigued, but we're all familiar with hangry. I know when I'm hungry, like don't come oh, near me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> don't come near me, right? We're, yeah. we're not showing up for our, our family, you know, when we're not properly fueled. So I think really focus on the foundations, the true basics. Have three to three meals, one to two snacks, protein and produce with all of your meals. My children, I'm older than everyone. My children are eight and 10. I will say that when my kids were very little, because, you know, like they didn't really eat. So there's like snacks in my house and fruit. So I just like took it as an opportunity to order every meal in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm a dietitian and like my neighbors would be, I am very strategic about how I order this food. And so, Mm. so, you know, I would... I would get like the the steamed chicken and the broccoli or I would order like, you know, whole rotisserie chickens from the chicken place and then get like added vegetables. So just mm-hmm. like finding ways for your life to be easier is like rule number one. So you're already going out because you have to feed the kid and you're buying the kid the fruit and the snacks. So like add the kind bars to your to that, to, right? Mm-hmm. It's not it's not perfect, but it's something that you could throw in your bag and you can go with, right? And then yeah. like, or there's like nuts. Put those things in your bag and then, you know, you have the fresh fruit. And so then you're never necessarily going like too long without eating something. And then mm-hmm. when you can get to a place where you could sit and have some kind of real meal and then, you know, you got to get clever. Are you going to, you know, I used to make like emergency protein. So I would like slow cook chicken breasts and then I would have them in the refrigerator and then I could make a quesadilla really quick out of it. I could put it on top of a salad. Like there was always a way for me to use that chicken or the can of tuna. Can of beans. Can of beans. (laughs) Like all like those things that you know you'll eat. You just need to be like reminded and have them like out there in front of you. That's kind of how I would do it. It's hard, y'all. Being a mom is not fun. Oh my gosh. This is... 
No. It's so hard. So this is the real hardest thing it's you've ever work. hardest thing I've ever done in my entire Wait, life. I, and it's been it's been a tough life. <laughs> yeah, I'm a single mom and it's so um like last year I ordered a lot of takeout and it's fine my kids are finally at the age that I could sit them in front of a TV and actually make things because before I had to hold them and try to like make spaghetti. Like there's just no way the spaghetti is no going to be made. But yeah. it is really, I mean, I still order things. Don't get me wrong. But it is it. nice that now I can, like, actually cook. And I couldn't before. So that's a big deal. That's a big step this year. How much water are we actually supposed to be drinking? Because, you know, they have these big things on Amazon, these jugs, these huge things now. And everybody's super into this water intake. And, like, what, how, what are we supposed to be doing here? I think the quick and dirty way to really measure this without getting too crazy about ounces and calculations is look at the color of your urine. It should run close to clear. Mm -hmm. If it's dark, then you're not having enough water. If you're a breastfeeding mama, then you need more than Mm -hmm. if you're not nursing. Um, So just monitor your daily urine color and use that as a litmus test to gauge how much fluid you need. I like that. That's like such a simple, easy answer. I I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. something I can do. <laughs> Looking at this gallon of water in front of me is always like, I'm like, no way. And if, <laughs> but I can do that. If you're not looking, your child will definitely be looking. My toddlers are oh always like, oh, yeah. your pee is orange, mommy. <laughs> They'll tell You're like, can I just pee alone? Can I pee alone? Can you not sleep? Can you get out of my bed? I know. Um, okay, I have another question. What? How do you guys feel about like supplements? Like, if should we be taking supplements? Should we not? Should we really be focused on all the food to get all of the things that we need? Like, how do you feel about those? Everybody should have vitamin D because you know. I mean, I don't know where you guys are located, but we are in New York, and there's. I mean, there's sun today. I was like, is that the sun? Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. Maybe I can go up a shade in my foundation. <laughs> Everyone's like nice today. And I'm like, oh, because the sun is out. Um, you know, so vitamin D and like calcium if you are a woman of childbearing um, years. So I think like that's really important. Um, I, it's really like dependent on you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, could, could you benefit from an omega and you don't, you know, you don't eat fish very often? Like, mm-hmm. sure, that could work for you too. Um, so mm-hmm. I think it's like very individualized. But, you know, when people are like, so I took ashwagandha and rhodiola. I'm like, do you just, yeah. that didn't do anything for you. You just spent all this money. You <laughs> no, stop it. What is that going to do for you? It's like, it makes me more peaceful. I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's placebo. Save your paper. Stop it. <laughs> magnesium. Also, everyone can take a magnesium oh, yeah. before they go yeah. to bed. It helps. We we know that we need more magnesium mm-hmm. than we get in every day. So mm-hmm. a supplement can like help relax you. It can help you like going to bed. It can also like some, a lot of women have like chronic constipation, so it can help mm-hmm. you go to the bathroom. So like those are, cause it's not like absorbed into the bloodstream. So those are, I think like the top three after that. It's like, kind of like the wild, wild west. I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think supplementation too, we have to be really mindful about the brands that we're working with, right? Mm-hmm. Some brands may have like super fancy marketing or really pretty, um, but there is no thir- third party testing for most dietary supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, and most dietary supplements can go straight to market without anybody looking at 
at the product to determine whether or not it actually contains what it's supposed to contain, that it doesn't contain other additives that are not on the label. So there really is no regulation of dietary supplements. Um, They're generally recognized as safe, so they don't require pre-market approval. Um, So even if a... Very scary, right? Um, Very, very, very scary. So even if a brand looks pretty um, and has a lot of money for nice packaging, it really doesn't mean that it's a good quality product. So Mm. it's really important to vet your products or work with a registered dietitian who is knowledgeable about high quality nutrition supplements. What are you guys doing with your company? Our mission was to make nutrition accessible to everyone. So we don't want to cater to the 1%, which is what nutrition has felt like it was for so long, just Mm -hmm. for like the very rich and the very thin and very elitist and, you know, tales of dietitians charging you $10,000 for a package. And if you're the regular person, then you think that you can't have any health or wellness. And we started pitching institutional investors and they believe in the mission too. And we just want to be the nutrition goats and we want to give everyone access to dietitians and good care and not there's so much noise in the space it's so crowded wouldn't Mm -hmm. it be so good to have a dietitian in your pocket someone you can just open up your phone and start messaging and that person is going to be on the other end to help you and it's not necessarily about weight loss but just like the optimization of your health. There's so much misinformation and it's really difficult for the consumer to navigate and people don't know that registered dietitians exist. (laughs) And we practice evidence-based, science-based, you know, medical nutrition therapy and nutrition counseling. And at Kalina Health, we do personalized nutrition counseling. And that is very different than what's out there right now. What's out there right now is really focused on, you know, either this prescriptive ketogenic diet Mm -hmm. or, you know, or intuitive eating and just like our approach is really grounded in, you know, science and personalization, you know, maybe keto is something that works for this person. Uh, Let me help you to find out if it's something that I think you should do. Most women, the answer is no, but, (laughs) um, you know, working with an expert who knows the science and has the clinical experience to be able to guide you through that experience is invaluable. And we want to bring that to everyone. That's amazing. I love that. Oh, Carly and I were just talking before you hopped on. We were talking about, um, I started hydroponic gardening, which is really cool, cool and fascinating. But um, the the company that I have, like their hydroponic garden, then one of their goals is um, to help people learn how to grow their own food. So there is less food insecurity. Like once you give people that knowledge of like how to grow your own food too, and be able to like take the seeds from the food you grow and make your own seedlings. And it's in that, in that same vein, our, um, you know, we pay for our kids to go to school, which to my point, like their school lunch is atrocious. And I'm like, if I pay for my kid to go to the school, what are, what do the kids who don't pay to school, go to school, eat like, holy crap. And so I somehow like flexed so hard to get the principal to get two of these like tower gardens so Mm -hmm. that these kids could grow their own fruits and vegetables. Cause you know, I'm like, can you off, can you have fruit? Like, cause you know, they have this very robust snack sale. You know, my son, like Rocco brings a quarter and then Lucilius <laughs> brings 75 cents. They like pull yes. all their money together and they're eating churros and Oreos and oh, veggie sticks and so drinking. smart. Yes, and they're drinking Snapple. Oh my God. My daughter was like, oh, so I had um, a Snapple today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mommy, it was delicious. And I'm, like, over here twitching. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, so I go to the principal, and I'm like, ah, 
yeah, you got, can you just, can you also sell fruit? Like, it's fine if yeah. you want to sell your crap. It's it's like, okay. I, I got her. She's like, well, fruit is really expensive. And I'm like, <laughs> So then I did a fundraiser and like single-handedly raised almost $30,000 for the wow. school. So I forced her to use money from that to do this tower garden. So but cool. I think it, but I think it's such a cool idea because then the kids, they're like, oh, I made this. I'm going to eat right. it. Right. And so totally. that's like super exciting. Or like for Christmas, I bought my husband like a little arrow garden. So he's like growing herbs and the oh, kids yeah. are really into it. They're like, oh, are you going to put this, you know, basil on top of our pasta? And my husband's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> like, But it's exciting because they're yeah, growing sure. all the stuff. So I think, yes, to your point, like just teach. If more kids at school had act, were able to grow their own fruits and vegetables seasonally, it would teach them so much and less parents would be complaining that they can't get their kid to eat anything that isn't yeah, a nugget. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> it gives like the kids a sense of control yeah. because they're like, yeah. oh, I did that. That's mine. It's just totally, it's totally different than <laughs> this any school system I ever grew up in, that's very cool. <laughs> and, and even just visiting the farmer's market yeah. with your kids can be really fun. You know, making that an experience. Like if you don't have the bandwidth or desire to grow your own food with your yeah, children. Yeah, for sure. Going to the farmer's market, like talking to local farmers, really, you know, getting them involved in the process of procuring food, I think mm-hmm. is also a fun and interesting experience for children. Yeah. My daughter has also just been asking to like, when I cook now to like help me do things. And this is like new, you know, I used to be like, Hey, you want to help me? And she's like, no. And now she's like, Oh, <laughs> let me, let me help you make the sandwich, you know? And I'm like, Oh, let's do it. Or like, yeah. let me help you. Like, I mean, not cut the fruit, but be there to like put it on the plate, you know, and all the things I'm like, this is great. Like she's actually like doing stuff with me now. And Um, Well, thank you, ladies, so, so, so much for being on. Um, Can you please uh, tell our listeners where we can find you online, all the things? Yes. Go to KalinaHealth.com or KalinaHealth on Instagram. I think we're also just Kalina Health on Twitter, although I don't think we tweet uh-huh. very much. <laughs> we tweet. We tweet. We're also tweet. on Facebook, too. We tweet. We're on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, book a discovery call. We It's free, guys. Like, everybody has a an insurance benefit to see a dietitian. So, and I and I know a lot of our listeners are busy mamas and our services are completely virtual, so we provide virtual nutrition counseling. So, like if you are on the go and you want to do a session in your car, we won't be in our car, but you can make it work in your car. Um, so, I know we're all busy, but we again try to make nutrition, good quality nutrition services accessible to everyone and our virtual platform really allows us to do that to support, you know, busy moms out there. Oh my gosh. It really is so funny. Like I'm literally about to like get in my car after this and go to the grocery store. And I am feeling like now I feel a little bit guilty about those chip packets, but she told me I didn't have to feel guilty as long as they also ate fruit. I think like they were saying is like, we got to give ourselves grace. That zero to five year old phase, like they were saying, is just survival mode. It really we are, is. We are exhausted. We are just like helping little people become people, <laughs> you know, and it's so all it's, like, us. it's like some days, you know what? Give them the freaking popsicle. You know what I mean? Like, it's OK. Oh, yeah. Like, Charlie has so many popsicles you know. a day. It's really bad. <laughs> um, I will say like. Though the days that like when I make dinner and uh, there was one day like last week when I made dinner and I'm, I put tons of vegetables on Bella's plate 
And I was like, there's no way she'd eat all these. But I came back to her plate and they were all gone. Every yeah. single vegetable. I was like, that was incredible. And her plate was filled. It was so amazing. I felt like a really good mom. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy is so picky. She would not do that. But um, Baby Reed loves cucumbers. Like, like I'll spear them and freeze them. And he eats them for his teething. He loves Oh, them. that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bella, mm-hmm. like... She doesn't like cook vegetables, but she will crush like carrots and cucumbers. But Charlie's like, ew, ew. But I'm going to try it. Like what they said, what, 15 times? I'm going to count them. See if they're right. I've heard that before. I think that's a really solid piece of advice is just keep offering it because um, children don't want to eat something that they're unfamiliar with. And if Mm -hmm. they, like she was saying, like kids want to make safe choices for themselves. And if they feel like it's unfamiliar, you just have to get them familiarized. And sometimes it takes like 15 to like 20 to 30 times until they finally actually try it. Which I know is painful as a parent because when I see food waste, it like hurts my soul. I'm like, oh, I gave it to them and I know they're not going to eat it again. And it just feels like food waste. But it's probably like one of the better ways to, um, you know, set up that foundation. But yeah, it's it's, sometimes it's just so much easier just to throw a chicken nugget at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most times. Um, Well, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We hope you got something out of this episode today. And if you did, also, why don't you share it with a friend? Because we love having more friends and it would be great to grow our community of moms because, you know, it's just really nice to have a hand to hold sometimes, you know? Agreed. Thanks for listening and we will be back at you next week. Mm